Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. If you haven't already been engaged in politics... 2020 has been the year to do it. Many people became activists for the first time, demanding from the outside that elected leaders, cities, and just our society do better, especially in the name of racial justice. And then there are those who've crossed over and are trying to do the work from the inside. I told myself, I was like, like 21 I was like I'm never going to public service ever again Uh, (laughs) and then here I am eating crow all these years later Um. (laughs) this is our series by the people about how democracy operates in the spaces around us and where you can plug in today we'll hear from a lifelong activist who now leads San Francisco's office of racial equity about our journey into politics and why it's important that we see public institutions as ours I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Everyone has a capacity to organize for social change. Shakira Simley is the director of the Office of Racial Equity for the city of San Francisco. 
And when I say social change, I mean positive social change to improve and better the lives of our most vulnerable citizens. I am originally from New York City. I was born in the South Bronx and I was raised in Harlem. I come from a line of very uh, prideful, strong, powerful uh, Black women. Uh, my grandmother um, was a community advocate, uh, a social worker, and a former Black Panther. My mother uh, was also a social worker. Simile has spent more than 15 years working on social justice and policy initiatives, and spent many of those years as an organizer. While in college, she successfully led a unionization campaign for on-campus security guards advocating for a living wage. In 2016, she co-founded Nourish Resist, an organizing collaborative for people of color working in food. Shakira's work is always focused on uplifting food equity and social justice for people of color. And this focus began at a really young age. My family has always told me that no matter how high you get, you should always remember where you came from. And also, if you're moving up kind of a broken ladder of success with lots of challenges for Black women, you should always be pulling up someone behind you. So I think the ways in which they've moved um, and also that I've taken to heart, it's more of a soft power, I'd say. Hmm. Um, I can be out in front, but I can also be behind the scenes. And also that work is never too far Away from me, I'm not talking about these deeply chronic social inequities from like a theoretical perspective. I'm talking to them as a person who has lived them and continues to experience them, but can recognize my educational privilege and the spaces that I occupy to push these conversations on behalf of folks who don't have that space. So you moved to the Bay Area after college. Do you remember what your first impressions were of, of the Bay when you first got here? I ended up finding a, this brightly painted apartment around the corner from where the old Tower Records used to be on Market Street. So into the Castro and was really excited, right? I had this like, you know, quirky apartment, like, and you could walk up to Buena Vista and see the whole city. A couple of weeks later, the decision for Prop 8 came down. After five months and some 18,000 same-sex marriages in California, the state's voters may have said no more. The battle tonight has been won. It was a watershed moment for the community. And I saw this great public um, grieving that happened in my new neighborhood. It was completely heartbreaking and I felt shattered um, and I also felt like how did this happen in one this blue state that I moved to um, and it had me asking more questions I also um, recognized how racially segregated the city was um, as a person that came you know grew up in New York City and a very like black and brown neighborhood, that was very jarring to me. Um, and also once I got to learn more about redevelopment and the gentrification of how um, many black and brown communities were displaced, um, 
that historical uh, perspective to this day sits with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening to the stories and the, and the trauma from that community, a, a continued trauma, also really shapes my identity, my thinking as an African-American um, in the city and choosing to stay here and to do the work and to build up and support my community. Prior to her work in City Hall, Sim Lee was a community organizer in the Bayview-Hunters Point, where she helped facilitate the building of a new community center. In recent years, her work has transitioned to the local political stage. And more recently, she served as a legislative aide to District 5 Supervisor Valley Brown, where she advocated for more affordable housing funding, a working family's income tax credit, and universal access to legal aid for low-income communities. How has your experience as a community organizer and as an activist prepared you for how to become effective in local politics? Uh, There's several lessons that I've learned, and I want to say that activism and organizing can happen in lots of different spaces. So I think the way that we think about it more traditionally is through like electoral politics. That's one way. Um, But organizing can happen in, from my experience, and things I've done in food spaces, in workspaces, in schools, um, in your neighborhood. Another lesson that I learned is to respect the hustle and experience of the people who are already doing the work. So no one needs you to come in like as a savior and tell them about their communities. Um, It's very important to have that humility when entering spaces and wanting to be an advocate. I was super conscientious of coming to um, the Bay Area 13 years ago and wanted to respect who was already doing work in the food justice space. So um, I reached out to a number of different organizations to listen and understand. Um, So I talked to farmers. um, I talked to, I reached out to uh, organizations like Green for All at the time and People's Grocery. And um, one of the folks that I reached out to, Bryant Terry, um, who is an incredible chef, activists and and vegan um i reached out to him and was like hey i'm new to this game you've been doing this work for a while what do i need to know and how can i be of service i still do that to this day Simile has taken these lessons with her to City Hall, where she now serves as the inaugural director of the Office of Racial Equity for the city and county of San Francisco. But it's taken trial and error to understand the importance of seeing public institutions as belonging to the people and worth changing from the inside. In your earlier years of activism, did you see the system and really the government as a place where change could happen at the time, where average people are kind of welcome to plug in and help create change? That's a great question. Um, My first job out of college was with the New York City Human Rights Commission as a a fellow. And even though I was really proud of that work, um, I also felt really disillusioned um, and really impatient with public service. Um, I felt like there was a lot of bureaucracy and I was exhausted. And I told myself, I was like, 
it's like 21. I was like, I'm never going to public service ever again. Uh, <laughs> and then here I am eating crow nice. all these years later. Um, <laughs> right, right. And I'm really glad and feel really privileged to have this kind of perspective and understanding through multiple experiences, like through nonprofits, through small businesses, through my own small business, through community work to join public service and um, really be intentional about my work and my practice. And then also bringing fresh eyes um, and understanding um, as an organizer, knowing when, how to build coalitions, Mm -hmm. um, how to build movement um, and how to, to be relentless Um, and pushing things through. So initially, I'd say no. Now I say yes and. Uh Um, I think we are, I want to lift up that I feel like we are in a transformational time right now when it comes to rethinking public, the public sector and also public dollars. And I really also want to uplift the incredible brilliance of Black femme organizing here in 2020, um, and also the organizing of our Black trans siblings. I mean, that has been incredible in how we've been able to radically imagine what's possible. From the electoral organizing that we've seen in Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, to uh, the COVID relief and support and mutual aid that has sprung up because of that organizing, to uh, the, um, you know, our righteous racial reckoning that uh, really came to a fever pitch this summer, but helped push a national conversation on policing and how we, and what we spend on that. Well, I also know that the Office of Racial Equity is a fairly new office. It's coming out of the San Francisco Human Rights Commission. Can you tell me a little bit about that office? We were able to craft a legislative mandate that reflected the history of our BIPOC communities here in San Francisco, but also some real tangible ways in which to enact uh, real work and real change. community leaders and friends who have gathered here today to support the signing of what I believe is important legislation uh, that will hopefully make the changes in this city that are necessary to address what we know are inequalities in services, resources in general, and we know as a city we have work to do. COVID has taught us the importance of community. It's taught us the importance of mutual aid. It's important to, to, uh, for us to think about we are doing as well as the worst off person in society. Um, and it also has told us how fragile things are. And with that, that lesson that we're getting, <sighs> how are we going to translate that into action? How are we going to change that into um, more support? How are we going to change that into policies? That's one thing I think about every single day in my role. Do you ever find it funny that you used to be the person out in the street 
you know, demanding change. And now you're the person in, in city government trying to make change. That is not lost on me. I think it makes me more um, conscientious, more empathetic, and understand where the accountability lies. Because if someone has to do that, um, what am I doing wrong? Um, there's usually a, a flashpoint or tipping point that comes where folks have to take it to the streets. But what were we building proactively and serving them and enacting in a systemic way so folks can live their lives, take care of their families, take care of their neighborhoods, um, and feel like someone is working for them in a way in which they expect. Racial equity is everyone's job, you know, just because I have this title, <laughs> like, <laughs> I need folks to walk along with me. <laughs> so it's not like, you got it, great, good job, You're just gonna go solve systemic racism in six months, let us know yeah. how that goes. Good, um, we, have, we have the office now, that's it's, not what it's, this it's is. solved. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely not. So, yeah, we got more work to do. I also want to acknowledge, because this often happens within communities, that intergenerational tension. So how are we passing the baton? How are we building a bench? How are we creating opportunities in a way that is sustainable, intentional, and respectful of our next generation as well. Yeah, There's going to be a time when I'm going to be an auntie or my afro will be gray and I need to, <laughs> to step aside. Um, and I, I understand that. Um, and I look forward to seeing those, uh, those bright voices and new voices too. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Shakira Simley says it does help to have someone on the inside of the system you're trying to change. And she sees herself as an ally for the work she's doing in city government. I want to also want to dismantle the idea that like, you know, government is its own thing and then you have community because the community works in government and like vice versa. Um, or folks, ideally, your local government reflects the community that it serves. Thanks to Shakira Simley, Director of the Office of Racial Equity for San Francisco. All right, so the Bay has produced over 400 episodes about what it means to live and work in the Bay Area. And if you listen to the show, you know that we don't shy away from hard to talk about conversations. So if you're into what we do here, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps other people find the show. This episode of our By the People series was produced by Erica Cruz Guevara, Kiana Mogadam, myself, and our editor, Alan Montecilio. The Bay is local news to keep you rooted. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Talk to you in a couple days. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.